This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Wrestler Review. My name is John Hastings and I'm joined by actual idiot and small-dicked woman... Dylan Gott. <laughs> Both those things are bad. What? Those are bad. If you have a small penis or you're a woman, you should be exactly right. Not like me. Thick. Put that on a t-shirt. Thick and long. That's what my dick looks like. Thick, long, satisfying to women. <laughs> We've had a lot of possible t-shirts. We had someone custom make a shirt that said, "You mean I got stabbed with a clean knife?" I still don't even. Of course, shut up. You're fat. Oh, but I think. <laughs> You have a small dick, or you're a woman, be ashamed of yourself. It's a clunky enough phrase with our logo attached. <laughs> and the fact that it has nothing to do with wrestling, I think that should be a t-shirt. Uh, what's your, so if any of you guys come to see actually, a show, he, wear a shirt that says that. What's even better is... Or a tattoo. Um, I didn't say, or a woman. I said, you have a small dick and are a woman. Oh, I know, but I changed it, because oh. that's what I do. I change things. So I'm like the Bruce Pritchard. And I you're edited like your bad comments and made it very good. So I'm the Bruce Pritchard. And uh, you're the no, Conrad I'm Tony Thompson's. Schiavone and Bruce Pritchard. No, because I'm Bruce Pritchard and uh, Tony Schiavone and only the good parts. You're Conrad Thompson and that you always try and sell weird, scammy house things off the phone. No, I am not Conrad Thompson. You're, you're Conrad like, oh, Thompson. Oh, here, do you want to? You know what goes well with a loan? A loan. You're a little bitch. Um, so to explain... We've done our classic two minutes of borderline homophobia. Borderline? To explain further. Uh, <laughs> on the nose homophobia. <laughs> um, to explain, uh, last week's episode, uh, we had some problems with audio. It was recorded over Skype. We do apologize for that. Um, some of you guys found it uh, really rough. I heard I had a bunch of listeners talk to me about that. So what we're going to do is uh, we might skirt over the same points, but we are just going to do all of Sid's career. This is going to be all of Sid's career. Uh, this is going to be from 19... And- 87, as Lord Humongous, 2001, when he broke his damn leg, which I didn't know was actually taken off the WWE Network. No way. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, they took it off. Kid murderer? Fine. Broken leg? Too far. <laughs> they so, so the match is on, but they just, like, go to a back... Did you ever see... I had never seen that match because, like, uh, like... I know how wrestling is filmed better than any sport because obviously they know what's going to happen. Yeah. So they can put the no camera in the correct sport places. Has really ever had a better? Yeah. They've never had a better framed horrible compound fracture than what happened to Psycho. Well, you also know why that happened. It was because the WCW brass was like, "You need to do high flying moves like that, Jeff Hardy." So. uh you yeah. do that. It's like what? What? <laughs> uh, pardon me, man. Yeah, in his late forties, whose rampant steroid abuse has caused him to just be damp all the time. Could you jump off this high <laughs> height, please? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I can't do that. I had, I had the absolute, <laughs> I had the absolute pleasure of uh, watching a bunch of Sid matches yesterday with, um, with. By roommates, and one of them... It's so fun to watch wrestling with someone who doesn't regularly watch wrestling. Absolutely Um, But she essentially said, Is this man... Did this man take a shower and then put oil on? 
And the other thing you don't notice is, until you watch a lot of Sid matches in a row, is that he actually has, like, Shirley Temple beautiful curls. Oh, he has luscious hair. It's lovely. He, like, I... I but it's not... A, what he yeah. is, is he's that weird combination of... There's certain parts of the world that are, like, country living, like, eat just terrible food that's for you, but still somehow always look healthy. And Sid is, like, from that. He's, like, from Alabama, Arkansas, in, like, Europe, like, Eastern Europe... Or like the north of England and Scotland are like this, and that you know people up until the age of about sixty-five just look like they're in their thirties if they have this particular genetic code. <laughs> and then one day the light yeah. switch clicks, and then they look one hundred and ten. And that's what like yeah, that's been sixty-five. You're just Sid's yeah. entire career, he kind of looks like he's in his like mid to late 30 and then you look at him now and it's like you are the yep. gray ghost of yesteryear here's the weird thing though is sid i think there's a lot of people who age in wrestling and they get more intimidating look, look at brock lesnar he got more intimidating only in this last run um because he's actually like he looked like well that that baby's on steroids for his first yeah. run and then now he looks like, oh, that man is on steroids. It's you know? also, this is a he looks weird like theory every, I have about... He looks like a crazy small town... This is a weird theory I have yeah. about Brock Lesnar, is that I think that the mountain becoming one of the big bads of Game of Thrones has really helped Brock Lesnar for no other reason than when people who know who Brock Lesnar is have to describe him to people that don't know who he is. They have to say, oh, you know the mountain from Game of Thrones? Imagine if that guy was a real guy. <laughs> Come baby, come baby, come baby, Bitch. come baby. Um, all right. You're my you're my sugar fly. Hunter, baby, come, baby. Couple of things. Sid vicious. Sid justice. Psycho Sid. Um, as Lord, Lord Humongous. As we cover, he was when he before we to- before we dive in, before we do the deep dive, all of the lapsed fan, except not being seven hours long. A uh, couple of things I just want to address off the top. We are the ECW. We are the of wrestling podcasts. All yeah, right. We- Fuck, shit, <laughs> yeah. ass. I'm going to shit it. out your face, Sid Vicious. <laughs> it got so, it was like in 1992, it was like he didn't know how to do it yet. There's literally one, there's a promo before WrestleMania 13 where Sid is in auto, like is we so loud that people were like, turn that down. And then he got so quiet, we couldn't oh, hear what he was Oh, it's the saying. best. Oh, no. For me, my f- I'm not scared of the Undertaker. That was the best Psycho Sid has ever been. It was that period of WWE <laughs> when they're like, "We need someone to hold this fucking belt. Give it to this piece of shit." Where it's just like, <laughs> "Let me ask you, you ever buy cup quats at a grocery store in the soft?" Not me. I like hard fruits. I'm a champ. Like, just like <laughs> <laughs> hard fruit seed. I'm Jim Ross. I'm not sure why I own a DVD player and a VHS player because I only really like television. I gotta go. <laughs> we are the ECW so, of wrestling right, so podcast because Sid has appeared on uh, appeared on our programming and it hasn't gone well so far. <laughs> Actually, I thought like I took great pleasure in rewatching the ECW oh. Sid shit. Like that shit was. It's so also, good, by the man. way, he is also an inventor because he is the first. His his appearances in ECW are the advent of people going to ECW and they stop wrestling in trunks and just wear jeans from 1989 for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I was never. I was never a big fan of Sid just wearing Sid in ECW. Like 
In, all right, so when he starts out as Lord Humongous, he's essentially wearing the old Road Warriors, when you fuck me, put a finger in my mouth. Uh, but I'm also huge, so don't mention that. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's weird, by the way, when you mask. think about the... No, that's because he's playing the Lord Humongous from Road Warrior. That's what the guy looked like. You know, the big bat of the Road Warrior. That's what he was dressed as. He was literally called the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, the Lord Humongous. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I guess you... Oh, no, I, now I have to go suck my thumb and stroke my big old... I dick. guess you don't know anything about psychosexual killers mm. from a post-apocalyptic future. Suck your thumb, suck your thumb. Hey! I suck my thumb! I do it with both of my lips! Unlike your mother, because I bit off her lips! Just kidding, of course, she's a lovely woman. <laughs> do you think that the Pixies stole their musical style from Psycho Sid? <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. How about what we do with that guy? What's that guy <laughs> doing? But in music, yeah, they were just—they were watching, uh, they were watching WrestleMania eight pay per view coverage. They're like, "Man, this song, hey, is just not really God." He's just like, "Oh, Hogan, let me tell you what I'm gonna do." Let's do that. Yeah, good idea. Also, let's all gain weight in the weirdest <laughs> way possible. Yeah, good idea. Let's also, in ten years, make sure to get back together, but also then just hold interviews where we complain that people aren't happy that the music isn't as good as it once was, and somehow blame the fans for that. <laughs> this is an absolute sidebar, but we need, I need to cover I it. Hate- I love the Pixies; they're one of my favorite bands. Their music, their documentary, "Loud, Quiet, Loud," is one of the most unintentionally funny things I've ever watched in my entire. It's just, it's four adults coming apart at the seams. The drummer is obsessed with magic and science and keeps opening shows with science and magic tricks and keeps wearing shirts with plank. Oh, it's fucking awesome. You got to watch it. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Because uh, it's like, what are you guys the most proud of since the band uh, broke up? Uh, I think my kids uh, getting off drugs, uh, you know, just being able to really focus on myself. His answer, my science show. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a show about science. He performs it for kids. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just really having fun with this. Like, doing this, Dylan. You got to do the sit impression. <laughs> is so much fun to do. It's oh, it's it's hard to stop, Dylan. It's hard to stop. Like, <laughs> it's just, just gotta yell and then whisper like you want to yell. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where I've can I have a double cheeseburger with extra fries. Give me those extra fries. Let me tell you, when I portrayed the Lord Humongous, I did not know he was gay. I told Jerry that I don't like those kind of people living in my neighborhood. But then he explained that they're people too. And I actually learned a little thing about sexual enlightenment. I'm not going to say that me and the wife are polyamorous, but let's just say that I've tried some stuff out there in the swamp in our bedroom. Our bedroom has a swamp. The swamp's my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good style for impressions because you can just say the fu- the setup and then you whisper the punchline. <laughs> so much fun. Um, like it is. It is. I think it's number one. Number two still will be serial killer Mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> <laughs> Serial killer Mean Gene is nothing. There's nothing to be. Welcome. He'll be the first guy we do. That's not. That's a, an announcer. Yeah. That that'll be the whole. Uh, yeah. We got coming to the ring Hulk Hogan. Hulk, do you know any women that I can starve in town tonight? <laughs> uh welcome everyone. I just want to let you know that you're in my nightmare, and in my nightmare, everything's normal because I dream of your blood. 
<laughs> we are here with the macho man but i would like to talk to elizabeth elizabeth do you want to learn fear <laughs> do you know pain i will teach ah uh, close personal friend of mine jeffrey delmer has good ideas about what to do with a body back to you vince mcmahon <laughs> hmm. i hit a bunch of hands in a man's fridge and he's being arrested for it you know the show Storage Wars? One day they'll find my various lockers and, oh boy, egg on my face. <laughs> and by egg, I of course mean genetic evidence. <laughs> Perry Saturn did meth to forget what I did to him. <laughs> you know that that's not supposed to be a mop. That's supposed to be how they found my wife by an old dry crick. <laughs> May Jane! You... <laughs> Shane, you got microfilm. I've on to bigger prey. <laughs> you hide microfilm in old, weird, hollowed-out legs of dining room tables. I found one, and it was a woman going from fat to thin, then thin to fat. You blew up a woman using phone, me, Jane, and I liked it. <laughs> um. So, so let's start because we did this shit last week, but there will be people that have been listening to this ba- on the back end. Don't know because we'll probably have to. Without any further ado. Psycho Sid started at Lord Humongous in Memphis. Now, do you know how many people have played Lord Humongous and how long that gimmick has been around? Three, and it's been around for eight years. Okay. The amount of people who have played Lord Humongous are 13. There, there have been 13 Lord Humonguses. Who is another Lord Humongous? Who's the the next most famous Lord Humongous other than Glenn Sid? Jacobs or Mark Calloway? Okay. Glenn Jacobs played a different character, a different uh, character coming up, because uh, the second most famous Lord Humongous is Bull Buchanan. Oh, no. That's the drop-off. <laughs> That's like, who was the best player on your high school team? Oh, I played with, uh, of course, I played with Carmelo Anthony, and I also played with uh, I got- a bag of rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, who played at my high school basketball team? Scotty Pippen and a guy who works in the front office for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, but so, Bobo yeah, Bo Buchanan Lord. would have been portraying that character in like the middle 90s. But when like the only people that knew who that was was just like were nerds not going to wrestling. So they would have just looked at that and been like, why is a member of Demolition also Jason? Um, and the best the best part of it the best part is uh that lord humong literally been longer around longer than we have been alive there's still a guy playing. what where yeah is it just at sid vicious's house in memphis wait a minute so the Memf- the it's, memphas territory so has had, sid was sid was has yeah. had a yeah they just kept this character alive i hate the memphis territory of wrestling i hate it jerry lawler is a pe- he's a pederast it. i fucking love it jeff jarrett as of, as of this recording, has been asked to leave TNA, Global Force, whatever the fuck it's called again, for the third time. For butt Um I think it's pill abuse, but probably also butt-butt fingering. A- ain't I great? Hey, yeah. Dutch Mantel. I helped Mean Gene with some stuff, and now the cops want to talk to me. Yeah. Pilgrim. Welcome, <laughs> every- Jeff Jarrett. Welcome, everyone. Jeff Jarrett here. He is the cuck to my fucking his wife. I fuck your wife. You see this hand? It's not gout. It's just absorbed all the juice from your wife's pussy. <laughs> we didn't get to this either, but so Sid was in New Japan Pro Wrestling, 
as man that company's changed sweet Japanglish wow has that company changed vicious warrior oh, of course no they still like the, the thing about Japan is that every like uh, super wrestling dork loves it because like oh they all just do an hour and a half match that's just chops and then they really know how to sell a headlock in Japan but don't think they also won't just be like who is your uh, number one heel oh our number one heel well that would have to be uh the bro- the what was it fuck the Brachiosaurus? What the fuck was that guy's name? I can't believe I forgot. That's oh, that's like tripping on the finish line. Yeah, man, there. that you fucked up that punchline huge. Who's your number? Who's your number one uh, heel? King Kong Bundy. Yeah, it's we have Okada and Omega versus King Kong Bundy, and King Kong got injured. So what we did was we put we put a wig on a bunch of pig fat. No one's he doesn't even have hair, so the wig was on. Right, listen, I disagree with Jim Cornette on a lot of things. I see some of his points about Japan, like about wrestling being like. Um, can you guys have some logic to it and how it's always been? That said, it works for that fan base and it also creates a bit of variety. It's also New Japan is also preparing for a future where there are no heels and baby faces and it's essentially just like the UFC where it's like, oh, in this match you're going to root for this guy, but in the other match you're going to root for that guy. That's sort of what New Japan is doing. That said, yeah. um, Vicious Warrior, also the nickname I've given my penis. Ew, ew, ew. Like think about how think about how much better John Cena's career would be if he just always wore stuff about being from Boston. Like not always, but like you know, what I mean, he just wore shit about being from Boston because that's a lot of what what the lure of CM Punk was why he's so over in Chicago is because his trunks were the Chicago flag and he like he branded himself with all his yeah. Chicago stuff, I'm- right? So then you create like home teams. Like I'll, yeah, I mean we've talked about it before on the way back on the Taz episode, but like. One of the best things about uh, Taz is that he would always just talk about how and he hates Brooklyn. Philadelphia. So this weird, this when, weird rivalry that doesn't exist. He hates Philly and he hates Jersey. Yeah, we if we talk about yeah, yeah, and the Northeast and shit, and then Red Hook. I'm from Red, he calls it the Brooklyn the, World Belt. It's the Brooklyn World Belt. Um, it's also called the Fuck the World Belt. It's also called Please Don't, Please Don't Hit Me, Rob. I can't actually defend myself. Paul gave me this singlet. And told me, go swear, and I did. I did it for you, Paul. But don't hit me, Rob. Uh, Again. Uh, I'm shitting. I'm a girl. We're going to get into a new cha- new Jack Jag. Taz is what we would call in 2017 thick. He's got that big ass, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, if he, w- if he was, I would. Belt. You can call it the Instagram world belt. Please add me on Instagram. I just got pictures of me by that a That said, lake. Taz has literally done the... In- he has done the, the perfect arc of a bro, which was... He was an athlete who pretended to be um, who pretended to be strong, who wore a lot of bandanas and Zumba pants, then has retired and now has ended yeah. up in morning radio in the New York area. That's perfect. Yeah. We should all be Do you so understand lucky. how many morning radio personalities in the New York market in mornings worked in wrestling? Both him and Todd Pentengale. Terrifying. Also, if you guys want to hate your life, <laughs> Todd Pentengale's radio show is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever listened to in my entire life. The beginning of it is crazy. Like, it's literally like, you're the nurse. What's it about? You're the nurse waking up. You're the teacher getting ready for school. You're the parent unsure how that day's going to go. We're here to help it's like it's supposed to be this inspirational speech and he does like a morning radio zoo like hey it's 
Todd in the morning. How are you feeling, Dr. Wacky? Oh, that's trouble. And what about you, Black Rhonda? Uh, Rhonda, you're a card. Yeah, that's what he does. It's fucked. <laughs> it's like harmless Howard Stern. It's like it's like it's like not even harmless Howard Stern. It's offensive Howard Stern in the other way, where you're like, this is like who could like this? Like, oh, I just never understood it. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you really delve into Todd Pettengill's radio show, odds are you're no, you're a big fuck. Of shit. I'm not pissed shit. Dad God. I'm just like listening to stuff in the book. I'm bad at sleeping. <laughs> so, all right, skyscrapers. Uh, he joins WCW. Okay, uh, let's as, get as into this. The skyscrapers, the skyscrapers, as we covered, they were just two. They were a bit of divas. They were two little bitches, apparently, who like. I don't want to lose. That's why we don't want to lose. We're wearing assless chaps. We look like we would again. The opposite of Magic Mike Strip Club, and we come there to beat up McConaughey. I love you, McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Sid, and this is the important part in Sid's career because this is when Sid goes from like looking like an in shape basketball player to just doing arm steroids. Uh, great point. Great like, point. Sid, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't look like someone who's totally in your butt. He's totally roided up. He looks like a guy who's like, I want to do roids. In four parts of my body, the rest of it, I'm cool. <laughs> well, because that's what they say. So the reason why uh, people, you put the steroids in your boom boom, the needle in your boom boom, is because there's veins in your boom boom that go to your whole body. But also, uh, some something to think about when you think about Braun Strowman's injury or John Cena's many injuries, is that also you can just do steroids into one muscle and then that just like supercharges that one muscle. Dylan, so, are you sitting um, there telling me that John Cena and Braun Strowman have done steroids? Is that what you're telling me? I'm not saying that they have done steroids. What I'm telling you is that they've done steroids into one part of their body. Like, have you ever seen Ong Bak? Yes. <laughs> when in Ong Bak, the final fight scene, Tony Jaa against the steroid man, and the steroid man just shoves four steroid needles into his neck and pumps it up and he goes, Yeah! That's what they did. They were like, Braun, you're going to be out for eight months. And then he just took steroids and put them in his chest until he hit the right muscle. And then uh, and then he was like, we're going fishing after yeah. this. And then, he, and then he just, and then he kissed Renee Young and she was his. <laughs> Here's something you don't know about me. You're mine now. <laughs> Here's something you don't know about Braun Strowman. Consent is not a word I understand. <laughs> um... Fall in love with me, please. <laughs> Hello, woman. You like me? I look like a tree that fucked a bag. <laughs> uh, so, Skyscrapers, uh, obviously, like, a, a good tag team. Even though Sid's, like, it's so funny to, like, uh, what makes you a power guy in pro wrestling. Because, like, look at Psycho Sid. He's so huge. Look at him. And Dan Spivey looks like a... Tall guy who couldn't make the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those weird tall guys who's just working a regular job and has to explain to people that he's not good at basketball. Yeah, Dan Spivey looks like Larry Bird minus the talent plus drinking in the morning. Like Dan Spivey, yeah. this is the kind of guy that's died out, but Dan Spivey's the kind of guy that has a cigarette before breakfast. Like eggs are on the table and he's like, give me one second. <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's died out, but Dan Spivey's the kind of guy. I he had it. a Marlboro jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you? D- yeah, Dan Spivey was just one of those guys who was in wrestling for some. You want to wrestle? Yeah. You're gonna lose. Yeah. I quit. Uh, I did. I know that this isn't real, but uh, I need to let you know something. There's a girl back there named Brenda who's gonna squeeze my dick with her asshole, and she only does that to winners. So I'm going down on the one, two, three. <laughs> so maybe you want to tell that potato head Jim Hurd that I'm getting my dick squeezed. If not, I'm gonna squeeze his dick, <laughs> and not positively, negatively. I don't do. If a woman does a bunch of pussy movements while my penis inside her, I take that as witchcraft. I just want squeeze it, squeeze it till. Squeeze it till it pops. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid until I pop. Couple of things about me: one, I'm a Christian; two, never read the Bible; three, don't want children. I do not have vaginal penetrative sex. I get a woman to tickle my fucking purple-headed monster until I come or she dies. Luckily, I have been able to come every time. <laughs> Not me, Dan Spivey. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to my haunted little part of my house. Dan Spivey's here, getting a woman to tickle his penis head. If she can't make him come, I get to slit her throat and fuck the hole. (laughs) Spivey doesn't want to watch. Spivey will be watching. Mean G. It's a sordid tale what happened between Miss Elizabeth and Lex Luger. Uh, wait, it's not. Long story short, I showed up to their house when they were drunk and did what I liked. <laughs> I don't ask questions. I just do it. I'm a man of action. <laughs> so, all right. Bottom line, the skyscrapers kind of sucked. And then Psycho Sid went into the Four Horsemen where Ric Flair said he was one of the worst Four Horsemen. Not worse than Paul Roma, not worse than Mongo McMichael, but one of the worst. I would kind of disagree with that. I think that, I don't know, I thought he just kind of gave the group a lot of what it needed, and especially since he was brought in to counteract RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We Can I just say this, though, is that Ric Flair just wants things to be 1980. Ric Flair is one of those people who's like, today's not as good as it used to be. It's because you're not young. And Sid being brought in was the first time where they were like, we need to bring in young people to make this faction fucking important again because you're not important anymore, Rick. You're now just always beloved by the fans because miraculously you're not dead and are still really fun to watch. And that's part of the reason why he doesn't like it. It's also like, for me, the worst Four Horsemen was the one that had Sting in it. That didn't make any sense. Why was Sting in the Four Horsemen? They did a big double cross. It's also like, this. that's the early 90s WCW, man. Like, Sting being in the Four Horsemen is one thing. They also had a tag team that was literally bells. Like their gimmick was that they were the bells. Ding-dongs, by the way, the Ding Dongs is not nearly as, not nearly the dumbest thing they did. For example, the uh, scaffold match they had with Flags. That's my personal favorite one. That's terrifying. Where, because the uh, the guy the people participating were too fat, they couldn't. Fl- the Turner wouldn't let them fly over into the ring in case they got hurt. So in the last minute, they were like, uh. Put flags up there. The scaffold match is something that's very... It's very good that it's gone. They'll bring that back. Give it... I say that in the next... the ne- Whenever the WWE's next TV... Neg- and they realize... And the USA Network's like, how about you guys go fuck yourselves? You're not bringing in nearly the ratings you were and you're paying, being paid so much money. Um, I guarantee 
you will start seeing crazy ass shit like that because they're going to end up on some sort of other type of network and it's going to swing back towards like remember when the WWE wasn't gay like it is right now <laughs> well guess what we're yeah. we're giving Glenn Jacobs a live mic and asking him what yeah. he thinks about the hurricane yeah the live commentary team team is Sid Udy and Jerry the King Lawler's ex-wife Miss Kitty Miss Kitty, what do you think? <laughs> Stop talking about me, Miss Kitty. I love my wife very much. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a narrative for every, like, uh, I don't know. It's, there's no, like, oh, it didn't really work out. She wasn't, uh, she just wasn't that into wrestling. It's always like, yeah, she tried to suck my dick, but I wouldn't let her. <laughs> or is that right, Bastion Booger? Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about me. I don't Alundra like weebles. This is on my mouth. Because one time, Arn Anderson, he wanted me to do that to him. And I said no. And then we used scissors on each other. And then I came later. All right. Um, so, by the way, this is the WCW era of Sid. <laughs> Bunch of great stuff happens. Uh, he blows up Sting on a boat or tries to with the help of a little person and Harlem Heat. No, we got to do a break. We got to do a break. Uh, a a breakdown because Sid the thing is they had a lot of like I kind of forgot how Sid and Vader and like they had all of these great opportunities with Sting and to make like a different WWF that was younger but they just didn't do a good job of it because like it cannot be stated how cool I thought Sting was when I was oh my god like Sting was like the cooler he was 90s Hulk Hogan like he had the face paint goddamn that he loved surfing yeah High flying, you know, heavy marching lifting. band jacket. Maybe it's Sting, and then he has a yeah. And Vader's just a perfect heel, and Sid is a great heel too. Because although he is a classic like pro wrestling heel, he's also the '90 version of that, where it's like, yes, he's he's the first like seven footer that's also like crazy ripped like that. Um, and he at this point he's got the he's doing the choke slam. And the power bomb, and if you think about it, like him and Vader changed the template for like big man offense. Like everyone, everyone who's a big man does either a choke slam or a power bomb, and that comes from Sid and Vader. I don't know who first, but it was me. Sid, like Sid, did the one arm choke slam during this time, which was fucking sick. Um, um absolutely. But the other thing, that just but this, I, just I won't go back to uh, uh, It's also yeah. part of the problem with this is that no worries. What they sort of needed in WCW at that time was someone with a direction and also the ability to protect people. But Sting was really unprotected in this idea of all this goofy shit was around him. He also lost to the heels a lot, and that was the ability of like. The thing with it is that you needed to do sort of that Steve Austin booking where you need to put him in a position where he actually loses quite a great deal to the people that you need to have him in programs with, but it's always by disqualification or there's a fuck up. Mm -hmm. Instead with Sting, it was always just like, Sid beat him because Sid's bigger. Maybe he'll win in a couple of months, but probably not. Back to you. And (laughs) at the same time, Sid was made to be so fucking goofy that it didn't seem that believable. That was the big problem with all this, is that you looked at those guys and they're fucking amazing. Yeah. And as a kid, you're like, oh my God, those moves are great. But then, like, just don't let Sid do interviews. If Sid's, like, I never have understood this in wrestling where it's like, that guy's a bad interviewer. Well, let's let him interview someone else again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, why? Don't keep trying. If someone's really bad at something, just be like, no, you don't get to do that again. You're bad at it. Tough. Like, what? No, but no. 
All right. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one because he always has managers, but he's always just doing the interview himself because he's like Hawker. In the like, it's also the early '90s, so like a caricature like that is much more well, you know. And just keeping things short, good, but they never do. They always have him do like a minute and a half long, and he doesn't even do the like he's a psycho, but he's not. He it's a lot more coherent, and his like crazy guy laugh is really bad. He doesn't really, oddly, he doesn't really hit his stride until like '95, '96 WWF, which is like about ten years in. So that kind of makes um, but. So he's in uh, WCW doing all that goofy shit, and uh, Beach Blast 93 is when they do the mini-movie. Um, a breakdown of the mini-movie is as such. If you have not seen it, it was on a WCW, it was on the Countdown show, and they spent, like, millions, like, not a million, but, like, too much fucking money um, making it's this It's probably, thing. Nor- it's like, it's, it's, you- it's high six figures. Like, it's a fair amount of money, for sure. Yeah. Harley Race, Colonel Robert Parker, Sid... Invader are on a boat. There's a lot of upshots of Sid Invader just breathing super heavy, which makes it seem because they're like nervous. <laughs> they're very nervous boys. Someone is sucking their dicks. <laughs> okay, who's hang then on? You hang cut on. To Sting don't, and don't boy. Okay. Yeah. It, whose dick would you rather suck, Sid Vicious's or Vader's? You have to suck one of them. Sid. It's absolutely Sid. Vader's dick would have a fucking... Sid. It would have a tart smell and would definitely have that smegma stuff around the hood. Boo. <laughs> yeah, Vader's not... Wa- well, that was the whole thing. Vader was like a dirty guy who didn't wash very much. And then he would just like... And then just imagine as he's nutting, like, oh, oh, oh. You're my <laughs> property <laughs> now. Um, So... All right, so so Sting and Davy Boy are playing uh, volleyball on the beach with, I'm gonna say twelve. No other adults are around. Why? Why is it? Why are Sid and Davy Boy playing with this? Many yeah, kids? you can't. Like, how? Uh, why are you hanging out with only kids, Sting? <laughs> they're just the little stingers. Uh, but why? Yeah, they're just <laughs> the li- they're little they're, stingers. Oh, 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 and oh, I don't you have any adult friends? No, they're the little stingers. And I like to make sure that uh, my friend Davy Boy Smith, noted pill addict. Talks to kids. Oh, hello, children. Have you guys ever <laughs> put up something in your nose to make sure that you cannot sleep that day? I do that. <laughs> so, that's a, that was a horrible Davy voicemail. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> oh, hello. I am Davy Boy. Who wants to kiss me? It's like Russian. It's Russian, too, somehow. Yeah. Stinger, it's Davy Boy. That's really bad, too. I'm unsure. Of two swings and two misses. I'm unsure about you, but I am sure that we're all right. My spine isn't a thing anymore. I'm so, Davy Boy Smith. So, um, they're coming over on this boat, and you got upshots like Sting and or Sting and Davy Boy still playing volleyball. Then we get a cut of uh, a little person. He's swimming to pretend to be a shark. Turns out he's a little person. He's swimming in shallow water. It's very funny. He goes up to two little girls and tells them to 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 scatter, and they do. But they also apparently these two little girls don't tell Sting or Davy Boy that a man is putting a bomb in their boat. They just kind of let it happen, which is stupid. And they go back to playing good times volleyball with uh, Sting and Davy Boy. And then Sid and Vader get off the boat and. 
Vader is wearing like wrestling shoes. Sid is wearing like girls sandals. <laughs> He's wearing like thong sandals. The least intimidating man, because like with wrestling boots, there's that context. There's that context of like this is gonna he's going to wrestle another uh, wrestler. With the sandals on, it just looks like oh, this guy's about to either get a massage or do the dirty with someone who's gonna take who's gonna yeah. take it all. What's that? You've never even heard of condoms? My kind of gender is fluid. Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Liquid lunch. Oh, fuck. Oh, 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 oh. I'm the master of your butt. Let me tell you about your butt. I put my dick in it. So then they offer them. Do you know what they offer them to try and get out of the match, John? What do they offer them? $10,000. Nope. They offer them two first class tickets, airfare included, to a retirement home and then they can both retire and then sting and david boy say no and they're gonna fight them they they were like you want to retire here's two tickets to retire you can retire um, this is the second and then they're like no second time i don't the second time we've <laughs> talked about this whole this angle. is why and it's like of all the things in wrestling that really bum me out, it surprises me that it's this, but it really does make me sad that it's like, man, guys, what are you doing? It's just so, it's I know, so man. depressing. Cause <laughs> it's fucking like, well, it's like, and it's like, you imagine watching that net then and being like, they're just wasting both these, like all four of these talents. Like Davy boy, I don't know. Davy boy can't really, but he, not that he can't do shit, but like, he's not a top. Now, so let's go to the end of his WCW run, and we'll take a little break. Yes, we will take a little break. Okay, the end of his WCW run. Um, how we've already we talked about this last week, but let's let's talk about it from the perspective. It's one of the incidences that every wrestler in the world claims that they were there for. That said, only two Cold Scorpio uh, and Steve Austin apparently have a vivid. Oh, for fuck's sake, John, drop the mic again. Have a vivid recollection. Of what actually occurred. Oh, this is a. Uh, uh, sorry, we. Um, you're, you're skipping because that's. Oh, it's his second. That run. is uh, when he comes back. No. Ninety. Yeah, you're right. Oh fuck. So yeah, wait a minute. How does? Bitch. What does he leave? How does he leave this time? Wait a minute. I'm, this time, this is when Vince McMahon. This is when Vince McMahon sees Sid on. Oh TV yes. And reacts, and wants him to be the new Hogan. Like, oh, this is the best. Oh my god. Reacts like Notorious B.I.G. did when he saw Little Kim and he was like, who you be with? (laughs) Who you be with? Why are you with me? Get with me. I gotta say, come with me. You want to be Hulk Hogan? You want to be four Hulk Hogan's? Just just come, come to my house and step on my back. (laughs) Crush my dick, Sid. Crush it to a flat little thing, and then I'll have Randy lick kiss it. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Lick it off the floor. Me. It's a carpet now. It's a carpet. Press your dick into my sandcastle. I wanna fuck you. <laughs> um, by the so, way, and no, the last matches he had, Sid. They tried to do a yeah. Um, and this is the best part. Uh, when Sid got to the WWE and was told that we want to make you a good guy, he said, I'd rather be a heel, actually, so let's do that. Yeah, he could have been the new... Because that's the thing in this... 
91, this is right after the Warrior has fallen off. Like, the Warrior uh, face run hasn't really worked out. So they're looking for yet another option of who to make the face of the company. And they're looking at Psycho... Which, to be fair, like, he saved them another hilariously failed run. But, uh, yeah, the Warrior... uh, The Warrior has had something that Sid does. Tassels. It sounds weird, but Sid's too much of a badass in 91. Uh, and also, by the way, but Sid also isn't a charismatic, energetic guy in that way. Sid's kind of a lie. Like, you're, you're kind of like, Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, Sid's a nice guy to live on a street with, but he's clearly a neighbor that when, like, people visit, you're like, who's that guy? You're like, oh, yeah, you think he's a pederist, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy you have to explain to everybody. No, he just seems... Yeah, yeah, you know, he looks like he's cooking meth, but he, he just does meth. Imagine he's a nicer... Oh, the, yeah. Who's not, who doesn't look like... Yeah. Best observation of the show. Yeah, he is definitely the kind of guy that, yeah, he goes ice fishing by himself and his wife doesn't even ask where he's going. (laughs) He just needs his alone time. But everyone's thinking like, why does he need his alone time? Sydney, where are you going, um, Sydney? So he, (laughs) UD. His last name is UD. Uh, the final feud he has is with El Gigante. You mean the final feud? I can only assume. Wait a minute. You mean the final feud he has? That's good stuff. The final feud. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> Hashtag final feud. Very t- <laughs> With El Gigante, oh. which which probably was like when you try and like when when I try and make a pyramid of uh, playing cards stand. Just keep falling over. I assume that's what the last, like, that whole... I'd be shocked if they actually got in the ring. Like, I literally imagine this match just, like, El Gigante being outside the ring going, like, Que pasa? Que pasa? And Sid going, I don't like it! Si! Si! Que pasa? It was just a hot dog eating contest. aren't going well, so we're just... <laughs> We're just going to have you guys eat a bunch of hard-shelled fruits. First one up, watermelon. You can't cut it. You just got to try and eat it shell and all. All yeah. right? We're paying you a lot of money, and no one wants to see a face I fight anymore. I got to say this. Tech billionaires who have really replaced crazy billionaires from the South, keep in mind, El Gigante was there is because Ted Turner heard about a guy from South America who was really tall, and he was like, well, I'll tell you, he'll play basketball for the Atlanta Falcons. And he brought him in, or not Atlanta Falcons, what's the Atlanta basketball team? Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks. Uh, bring him in, he'll play basketball for the Hawks. And they're like, this guy sucks and can't do it. And he's like, fine, he's a wrestler now. Go over there and be a wrestler. <laughs> and that's it. He's either a wrestler or a ring post. And I'm good with either or. You're either a hat rack, a wrestler, or a dead Mexican. Hey, I'm not from Mexico. I repeat, a hat rack, <laughs> a wrestler. Or a dead a Mexican. Yeah, now Jane. What's that? Jane. Step on my dick. Yeah, step on my dick. 2017's top catchphrase. Uh, here's the concern I have. So we're going to get into the 1991 run. I have a big concern about the Sid career. We have 10 years of hard action left to do for this show. Um, um, and this might be our longest single episode ever. Hey man, I'm not the one who talked about, uh, whatever we talked about in the first half. I forget everything. My mind is, how could I, and I also didn't remember the name of Brodus Clay. And if I forget Brodus Clay, Brodus Clay's names, the dementia has already set in. And I, (laughs) by 35, I'm not going to have any memories. If I forget the Funkasaurus, will I remember 
my own kids' names. Oh, do you mean contributor Fox News, uh, Brodus Clay? Oh, my God. Those are the best screenshots ever. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but the only person approaching a person of color we can get to agree with any of our viewpoints is a man who calls himself the Funkosaurus. How that got approved, I'll never fucking know. Of course, because Fox News is... I don't know, man. Fox News... We can't get into what Fox News is on this show, but suffice to say, Fox News is just, it, it's like if someone made a whole TV net, like a whole news network just to piss people off. Like, just as a, it was like just as a joke, and then people started believing it, and they were like, I think there's more money in them believe. And like, Bill O'Reilly might be the least surprising person to be sued for sexual harassment, other than like, any wrestler like you look into bill o'reilly's eyes and he has the he has the eyes of a booker of a territory and then oh yeah (laughs) just like no it's just i was just razzner let me just say this let me just say this you're rude second of all precious wanted to rim me she wanted to we were talking about literacy (laughs) and then i want and then she was like you know what i i want to read the flaps of your asshole mr o'reilly and i said good idea I'm a booker of the Florida Territory, <laughs> and also I work for a current affair. I just wanna, I just wanna prank all the little people who are who are facing King Kong Bundy. I just wanna prank them all before WrestleMania. Ooh, I'll perform a bunch of fun pranks while they're tied up. It was my idea for him to actually elbow drop. Oh, it wasn't Little Tokyo. Oh, what the fuck were their names? Little Tokyo. I love how that he a little person wrestling. They were like. Let's let's have names for them that are racist, even for us. Um, I know that you know, like one of them was literally like the Indian man. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one that King Kong Bundy may have had a contributing factor to his death. Jesus he elbow dropped him at WrestleMania three, and then he, that guy died like eighteen months later. Oh man! And then there was oh. the other one that Bundy does stand up. Oh now, so I think no, he's all does right he? With it. <laughs> he's just like. If he dies, he dies. No, but King Kong Buddy's been doing stand-up for, like, as long or longer than... I think longer than a... Man. Mick so, Foley has a lot to answer There's for. a good chance he just might be a sol- a real solid um, When you move back to Canada, um, are you going to start opening up for all the wrestlers? I'm going to try. In the middle of... In... <laughs> in... In the throes of middling for people that have just started comedy and then headlining on shows at people all in the middle of doing comedy four times as long as me yes that's what's gonna happen can't wait um all right so that's the first half of psycho sid vicious and the second half which will be 1991 2001 to the leg explosion uh will be coming up when you guys thought the mega powers exploded you had no idea about the leg explosion. Also a contributing <laughs> factor to Miss Elizabeth's death. See you after the break, everybody. Ooh, she's dead. Oh, hey, everybody. Go buy our albums at DylanAgod.com. TheJohnHastings.com. Rate and subscribe to The Wrestler Review. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review. Remember, every other podcast sucks my asshole. Back from the break, Sid Vicious is in the WWF. Oh, yeah, he fucking is. I have to say, this is a very interesting time in the WWF because this is sort of the first time where they've gotten... This is sort of the last big influx of NWA talent, and then they get Sid, Ric Flair comes very soon afterwards. Like, you know, this is... 
Like this is the fucking time. This is a this is a great time. I have a question for you, flat out. Is Sid, do you do you like the name Sid Justice better than you like the name Psych or I mean Psycho Sid Vicious? Psycho Sid is my favorite by far. Just who's that guy? Oh, he's Psycho an unfeeling is killer. Yeah. Cuz that's the funny thing is there's a shoot interview that Sid has where he talks about how um Psycho Sid was a rib after the stabbing thing. That was a, oh they only gave me that name because it was a rib after the stabbing thing. No, that's but not true. Very that's, like they call him Psycho Sid. They yeah they call him Psycho Sid during the Hogan match at WrestleMania. Yeah, like he, his gimmick pretty much from even Sting is like this guy's big and crazy. Who knows what he'll do? Yeah, like I understand that that's probably what he thought of it. It's one of those things where it's like, well I'm not crazy, so this is what must be why they're doing it. When it's like no, they're doing it because. You're a fucking lunatic, you lunatic. Yeah, and so all right. So here's what they did. They they bring him in as uh, they bring him in as a face, and he's like, "Good times, murder people." Um, this is long story short, of course. He's friends with Hulk Hogan, like they all are, and then just like they all are, um, him and Hogan have a split up, doing that classic fucking Hogan Rumble thing. And the other thing is. You can kind of see why, like, I don't understand why Sid is really the heel. Like, this do you remember very, the angle very, better it, than I do? But it seemed like... This is a very interesting point. They didn't really do this very well. This is obviously, this is, Vince McMahon is desperate now to move away from Hulk Hogan and realizes that he's not really going to be able to um, before he goes into a place of, we need Hulk Hogan to be successful. Everyone should be Hulk Hogan. And I think Sid's unwillingness to take that spot really pissed him off. As well as Hogan obviously feels threatened, is in a weird position in his life, isn't that happy. The steroid trial is also coming, so it's also one of those things where they don't necessarily want Sid like uh, like in the fucking forefront for the no other reason than he definitely is on steroids. So there's a variety of issues that they're coming across with it. The whole booking was yes. obviously a mess. You could just see that there's a lot of distraction going on within the company because it's just like, I wonder who the bad guy, oh, it's clearly that guy. That's the, that guy is the, the bad guy, right? Cause he's not friends with Hulk Hogan, but like they have to do so much to really also hit home the point that he's the bad guy. His barbershop segment with Brutus, the barber beefcake is amazing. He's covered in white powder and screaming Hogan just for five minutes. Just Hogan, Hogan, Hogan! Like, it's just, oh, it's exceptional. It's one of those things where it's, again, it's also repetitive at this point. This is WrestleMania 8, and they've basically, this is how they've set up, in one way or another, a Hulk Hogan WrestleMania appointment or uh, opponent four times, where it's like they're friends and yes, then there's a betrayal. I, they, yeah. Whereas in that, Sid, they do it with Andre the I, Giant. I kind of understand why Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage. Yeah. Sort of the Ultimate yeah. Warrior, then Sid. Yeah. Okay, four the Ultimate Warrior is like the Clash of the Champions. And yeah. then he defends America against Sergeant Slaughter. And then this this WrestleMania, other than the fact that they put... Because the whole lure was this might be Hulk Hogan's last match. Yeah, they basically say um, it's his last match for a little while. Saying, yeah. And it must be weird to be Hogan during this period because it's like... You're trying to get into movies. That's not going as well as you would hope. Um, like Sid's around the corner, but Sid's not really a threat because Sid calls this better than Vince does. It's like you, you can't like I'm not Hulk Hogan. Like that's not my character. I'm not a big friendly guy. I I'm visibly like creepy. So it's like you can either do like a I'm a huge badass 
the face of the company type style. And the thing that gets Sid over too is that Sid has cool moves. Like he has way cooler moves than Hogan does. Um, like during the WrestleMania eight match when he choke slams the fantasy book. The only way to do it is you put the you keep the belt on um, Flair, and Flair starts like cheating and yeah. beating up and injuring people, and it's basically Sid is on the fence of whether or not he wants to face Ric Flair. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Whose side is he on? And you build up towards them having a match. But even at that point, Ric Flair's not facing Sid Vicious, doesn't like Sid Vicious, thinks Sid Vicious can get fucked. So yeah. it's clearly then has to go to... That's why... Well, I mean, he, they're kind of stuck, though, because then if they do... Because this problem's talked about a lot is like how hard it was to get convincing opponents for Hogan because Hogan's just so fucking big, right? And then you're putting yourself in that same position again where you get now you have a guy that's even bigger than Hogan looks even meaner than Hogan so it's kind of like oddly the only way to do it is the way they tried to do it in WCW in like 2000 where Sid's just like running through people and fucking people up you know when he's the millennium man of course the best part of Sid's career <laughs> but like you look at Sid's move set for a W for WCW it was like he's using Vader's moves right like other than the high flying shit he's using Vader's moves but you look for WWF and you don't really get a baby face that's like yeah I beat the shit out of you I'm fucking sick until like The Rock no but like that's the type of baby face Sid is but also the by the way the only reason why The Rock was able to do that was it was a different style they had never nowhere in wrestling really anti-hero baby face like besides the road warriors and to put over the road warriors they had to do exactly what I'm talking about and also what they should have done with Hogan which was and the best Hogan opponents were Macho Man or like Rowdy Piper, which were, it's not like this guy, this big guy versus this big guy. It's this guy is the super cool head of the football team, but still friend of the dorks. And this guy is the dick psychopath from the rich side of town who's beating people up and ruining people's lives. And that's just not who Sid's going to be. As well, by the way, Sid's booking is like, what the fuck does he do after WrestleMania 8? Essentially, at WrestleMania 8, the Ultimate Warrior comes back, and then Sid just basically disappears off television after a really big build. Like that's it. He's kind of gone again. Yeah, because they don't even beat they don't even beat Sid. They don't even beat him at WrestleMania eight. Like he disqualification. Hogan so they wins can... via DQ. Yeah, and he never kick like Hogan kicks out of the power bomb, and Sid kicks out of the leg drop. Like the the leg drop thing wasn't supposed to happen. And it's crazy rewatching that. I forgot how badly Papa Shango missed that cue. Oh my God, did he fucking ever? And you know that this is the I've told this on the store on the podcast before. But George the Animal Steel talked about when he was an agent, what he said to the referees if you had to that if someone missed a cue and you'd have to count uh, uh, a kick out for the leg drop, and it's one, two fake a heart attack <laughs> like whatever you do you do not yeah you do not let a kick out on that atomic leg drop it's fucking insane you know the crazy thing is it's like they treat the atomic leg drop the two moment the, the they treat sid kicking out of the atomic leg drop like they treat sid when he stabs um, had a compound fracture in his ankle and he couldn't move they literally just kind of ignore it like oh i guess sid's down they go, oh, and uh, look at all this. Whippleman's up. Like, they don't even talk about how Sid kicked out of the leg. Full kick out, too. It's not like just barely gets the shoulder up and is still kind of fucked up. It's like, no, he just kicks out, like, double huge kick out. Not even on 
And, like, they got so much better at kickouts as that became a part of the match of, like, barely kicking out of someone's finish. Because this is just one, two, and not even close to three, you know? He just kicked out. Yeah. One, two, whoopsie doopsie. But, um, I mean, they put Sid over so much in that match. Oh, eight it, match. If you watch the match back, he hits Hulk Hogan with a choke slam. That's the biggest bump Hulk Hogan has ever taken in his life. I like, because he... Because the thing about Sid is, the, pe- the people forget, he was doing a one-arm chokeslam gimmick. He was doing basically like when Kane first came in and would just murder jobbers, he would also do a one-arm chokeslam. Where it's like... Absolutely. Just, no, the, the, you jump, The Kane I Undertaker build to WrestleMania 14 was exactly the same as the Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, pardon me, Hulk Hogan build of WrestleMania 8. What I think is also very interesting is that there's no follow-up to it, and they only start to follow up to it in WrestleMania fucking 8. Uh, or rest or in yeah. 2000 WCW. Yeah, yeah, um, that and that's the kind of the weird thing about uh, Sid is that he's plunged into this heel role with uh, Papa Shango, um, and he kind of just gets yeah, he just kind of gets injured. Um, and the thing with Sid, about Sid was Sid was really at the forefront of this like he take he just took time off like he wouldn't really fight through injuries like he got injured a couple times in wcw and kind of ruined his own push but he had enough confidence and that people wanted him that he would yeah. just take time off for injuries here and there and i don't think that's he would bad. take time oh, off yeah, for injuries like, or he would take times off for playing softball and i don't want to <laughs> well it's that whole thing where it's like it's the athletes go through this sometimes where you get injured but you can still play like a sport that's not the thing you do for a living. So if I can do that, why not do that? But then your comp- then your team, or in this case, the Fed hears about you playing another low impact sport and goes like, "Why the fuck are you doing that? You have a bad leg." But I mean, the doctor might have given full clearance for him to play softball, and it's just so silly that he likes softball. Like it's not even regular baseball. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Oh, it's just Psycho Sid and a bunch of grandpas. (laughs) It's a bunch of grandpas, Psycho Sid, and some guys who... Ooh, the ball's too fast for me when it's overhand. I don't like when it curves. It needs yeah. to be straight ahead. I was just thinking about this. Like People talk about it like it's he was in a league. Was he just playing like softball with his friends? I think so. Like He literally just would stop making seven figures a year because he's like... Uh, Randy from the tackle shop wants to play shortstop, so I gotta go. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, Sid, for all the time he spends on the road, is still, like, an avid fish who loves wow. fish. All right. It's just, like, he just seems like he walks up to people and he's like, I gotta need some time off because I have an idea to attend to. What you need to know about me is I gotta go through a bad training. Um, all right, so Sid leaves the WWE, goes back to WCW, and stabs a man. <laughs> he essentially punt is it be like at work time frame wise this is like if you punch in at work and then at lunch somebody says something you don't fucking like and you just deal with it yeah. you deal with it outside in the smoking area sid goes small town canada on arn anderson's drunk ass what's that you're old i'm slightly younger like their age difference is not that much that's the best part of this whole thing being about like who's older who's younger uh, listen up. All these fucks who are 18 months older than me need to get out of the way for the young blood who also takes blood thinners because of my mesothelioma. 
So let's uh, so let's set the stage here, John. Can you go over slowly go over exactly what happened as is alleged? We did right. this last week, but once again there was skippy skippies, so I had to record it. Over. They had a epically long travel day in to get to rural England. I believe they were in Blackburn, England. Uh, they were drinking in a pub. Mm-hmm. Something was said about. Uh, the youth needing to be stopped being held down by the older wrestlers. Arn Anderson took exception. They went back to the hotel, kept drinking. Now, there's a variety of stories of did it start, were they still drinking in the hotel lobby? Were they drinking in someone's hotel room? They don't know. All they know is that Sid was in his room. Arn Anderson knocked on his door at some point, both hammered. They got into a fight. Sid threw an actual chair at him. Somehow the scissors came out. And Sid tried to stab Arn Anderson to death. And also Sid got stabbed a shitload as well. Two Cold Scorpio uh, yeah. was one of the witnesses, as was Steve Austin. Two Cold Scorpio went to the in the lobby and sort of said something like, call an ambulance. Uh, Steve Austin tried to break it up. Uh, and it's Too Cold and Steve Austin who broke it up. Now, here's the interesting thing. Ric Flair, who claims to be Arn Anderson's best friend, especially at this point, what did he do? He was in his hotel room that was two doors down and did fucking nothing. To be fair, Ric Flair may have just been sleeping, and that sounds like a solid sleep given that like 18-hour travel. You get off a plane, you get through customs, and then you go immediately onto a bus. Oh, yeah. It you sounds know? fucking hellish. It just seems like you would just be like, I'm going to bed right now, and then everyone else stayed up drinking. It's the one time Ric Flair didn't. Yeah, that's why I don't believe the sleeping thing. That's why I'm like, no, that guy was awake. That guy was, he was up to something. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just weird. Like, it's a stabbing fight. <laughs> it's a fucking, I, I mean, because the way it's framed, like I said this last week on the episode that shall not be talk, to, talked about, but it's been like, oh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that long a travel day, anything's possible. And it's like, no, it's not. There's no amount of tired and angry that I've been where I pick up scissors and fucking stab somebody. Like... There's a lot of there's a lot of just like carny that goes into this. Guaranteed, it's like Sid's a bit bigger than Arn. Arn was losing, got mad, stabbed Sid. Sid stabs him. Like, cause they were they were probably just like weirdly pathetically wrestling around, like everyone does. Can't really fight, and Sid's way bigger than Arn, so he's winning. And then Arn just fucking escalated the shit out of it. Cause it's also like years of fuck this guy. Like this guy fucking this guy was a four horseman. He didn't do shit with it. He's like. We hated him then. Like, he's these guys have not liked this dude for, like, four years now. So it's all this pent-up shit that just comes out one night. Oh, absolutely. But it's also one of those things where... Hang on. I'm just trying to look up and find... Because I saw when I was researching... Um, yeah, okay. So I can't find... Picture your own dick? Quickly. Oh, no. I know exactly where that is. Um, the... Um, um, uh, the amount of times they stabbed each other, but it was all in the chest and stomach. Like, they were fucking trying to kill each other. What's also more interesting, WCW didn't immediately rele- didn't immediately fire Sid. Because Sid is the one who got the scissors out first, supposedly. Yeah. And they didn't immediately fire him. It yeah. was only when the locker room threatened to walk out where they were like, well, I guess we have to fire him. Yeah, and that's the, uh, well, that's the war for talent during this time. Like, this is 1993. You have to remember, Hulk Hogan's gone. Everything's up for grabs now. And Sid is a top dude established 
uh, through these two federations who's been kept like he's been kept strong through the entire 90s. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like then there's it's yeah. And it goes to uh, we're sort of skipping over the USWA at this point, but it goes to when he comes back as Shawn Michaels new bodyguard that I remember that announcement. It was like, oh, fuck, like Diesel's dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was a, it was a viable opponent like. You stick that dude up against anybody, because remember, this is back when, like, yeah, when wrestling was just, like, size, size, size. And Sid was brought in to, like, their thoughts, legitimize Shawn Michaels. Because, like, oh, Shawn Michaels, pardon me, can't possibly beat up Diesel. So now let's get in, you know, the wettest man in the world. Yeah. Let's get a man in who looks like he's he's wearing cocoa butter as a as a foundation for his variety of lotions. <laughs> what oil are you using? I wish it was that simple. I made up my own through trial and error. Yeah. Uh I think the phrase you're looking for is oils. <laughs> so obviously Sid goes back to Memphis and he wins and loses from Jerry Lawler cuz why the fuck not, buddy? Why the fuck not? Take a fucking pile driver. You want 50 bucks? Take the fucking pile driver. Find me a 12-year-old. I want to get dirty. This is why I hate Memphis. Is it's every fucking time it's just like, "Oh, hello every. Oh, you're going you were somewhere big and you were somewhere else big. Well, now you're here. Guess what? You're going to lose." <laughs> so, he comes back to WWF like he said, he is Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. I remember like and this is when this can sound weird, but Sid got so bad at wrestling, I thought he was making up new moves. Like when he turned on Shawn Michaels, turned on Shawn Michaels and power bombed him, and the power bomb was so bad, like he I think Michaels jumped up too high, and Sid even like catch him for a power bomb, so he just kind of fell back, and I was like, oh, and then he just kind of did a power bomb the second time, and I was like. But I remember going to school thinking, like, oh, I guess that's Psycho's He goes for a powerbomb and then just kind of throw. Oh, it's the most needlessly aggressive. I can kind of aggressive. see why he fucked up so many moves. Because he's just a super strong lunatic and doesn't give a shit? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Like, that's... He shouldn't be like, I'm insane. Here's a perfect arm drag. Yeah, I kind of see your point. That said, like, that mo- that moment was fucked. Like, it's just literally like, kaboom. Um, and then it, we get into peak Sid lunatic time because now it's Sid versus Diesel in a yeah, but you hurt your friend even though he wasn't your friend anymore feud. Uh, he's managed by the Million Dollar Man yeah. and the Million Dollar Corporation. Yeah. The promos are insane. Like it's literally like Ted DiBiase trying to hold it together, and then they give the microphone to this guy, and it's just I don't even know if the camera's on, but if it is, I'm gonna fuck you. Um, they have. A lumberjack match that you don't even need to watch, but read the nerd wrestler reviewer reviews of it on the internet, and it's just people holding their hands and sh- just, I don't even know why this is a thing, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing. That is the goddamn beautiful thing about Sid is that like I got the money, you get my height, I will not try. I will not be trying whatsoever. Thank you. People forget how far into the Attitude Era Sid actually lasted during this Fed. Because this is a solid two years. He's there till WrestleMania 13. Keep in mind, he debuts before WrestleMania 11. And he's there until mm-hmm. after WrestleMania 13. Basically, WrestleMania 13, he fucks off. And starts heading yeah. towards ECW. Yeah. WrestleMania 13, like, the 
the match that um the match that uh changes wrestling in uh, the late 90s sid was the they headlined that wrestling yeah him and the undertaker were the main match apparently by the way there was some talk of shit shit his pants in that match there's some talk of that i tried to look for that and i couldn't find i just want to know who's the guy that starts these amazing wrestling rumors i think it's brendan i think it's because the amount of like my <laughs> you think it's brendan did you Burns. hear this i'm like brendan did you make that up like i don't think it's him but i'm like it's all the evidence points to it being brendan burns who's made up that shit let me say this about this era of Sid. This is an interesting time because this is a time where Sid is the perfect heel now for like a really over babyface a la Hulk Hogan, a rock, or a Stone Cold Steve Austin, but the Fed doesn't have one. So I actually don't think that this period of time for Sid is not Sid's fault. Sid is doing his job. It's the person on the other side of the ring that really is negatively affecting him. And I think that's what's actually very interesting about the next sort of phases of Sid's career is because he was a sort of a unique heel, not necessarily in charge of his gifts until now, personal problems aside. And then yeah. the rest of his career is basically him being this character, never able to be in a place where it could be used properly. It's a very weird character, like... Because he comes up with all right. Well, d during this too, during this time, he comes up with the uh, one of my favorite: pound your chest, fist pound the audience. Ooh, baby! It oh, doesn't I, get good until late. I totally late 90s forgot. WCW when he would pound his chest, fist pound the audience, and then look his fist. Look at the audience. Look at a guy in the audience. Pound the fist. Pound the fist. Like that's Millennium Man Sid. But this is like. Because this is weird because they move towards obviously ninety five and ninety six they're they're struggling. Like he um he rehashes the feud with Vader over who has the better power bomb. Um their WWF is struggling, but then they start to move into like ninety six, ninety seven, they start to move into like more what Sid has always thought he was, which was just like no character, no heel, no baby face, just I'm nuts. Cheer me or don't, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Because there's there's a really weird moment in the WrestleMania 13 match where like they do a power up spot for Sid and Sid is like, he's supposed to be the heel, but the way it starts is Bret Hart comes down to the match. Uh, Bret Hart comes down before the match starts and starts complaining that he's not in the match and he got fucked over. And then Sid power bombs him and calls him a little bitch. <laughs> and he says, after I'm done beating this guy's ass, I'll beat your ass and gets a huge fucking pop and kicks Bret out of the ring. And then obviously that's how the match ends with like, People forget this, but like, like I said, man, company to company, Psycho Sid was kept very, very strong. Oh my God! Yes, like he was kept. He, he, he needed interference to beat the Undertaker. No, he needed interference for the Undertaker to beat him. Sorry, yes, sorry about that. Yes. Yeah, you fucking should be yeah. sorry. You should fucking he be sorry. He stones the Undertaker. The Undertaker. The Undertaker kicks out of a choke slam, and he kicks out of like Sid does a tombstone reversal, which is one of the first times I saw that spot in WWF. I remember. But, and, and like, oh my god, crazy, he reversed the tombstone, and he kicks out the chokeslam, but he doesn't, like, kick out, no, he does kick out the power bomb, if I remember correct. But still, like, he needed interference to beat the fucking Undertaker. Like, they kept him fucking, sorry, sorry, he needed, the Undertaker needed interference to, be, to beat him, and at that point, it's like, you're in prime, like, this is a zombie, <laughs> no one can defeat this undead man, and... 
and you're di- and he's like one of the top guys. And it's weird because like I mean I it, it's taken a while for me to mention this. I was going to mention it at the end, but he's probably one of the least over top guys ever in the history of wrestling. Like he's so like you compare him to Braun Strowman like we did last week, but Braun Strowman's so much more over than Sid ever. I, I think Except it's also for an ECW, the, which but it's also s- Braun Strowman's portrayed as being way more over than Sid. If you looked at like when he came out for the Heath Slater getting beaten up by every single, um, uh, pardon me, when you uh, Heath Slater getting beaten up by every popular wrestler from the '90s um, angle. When Sid comes out, like people are like, holy shit. Because the thing with Sid is, in that environment especially, it's like, oh, cool, we're getting to see two moves, and then he's going to fucking knock the shit out of this guy. Like, Sid, like Kevin Nash, it's four moves. But here's the thing. I'm fine with that. All I need is those four moves. Those four moves are great. Yeah, he's – um. it's weird because he's – his moveset is really like – like I said, it's like a precursor to every big man. He's the template for every big man. And he's a, his squash matches are like Vader squash matches. They're like Goldberg squash matches. They're like kick him in the stomach. Like, you know what I mean? Two punches, choke slam, signal everybody, power bomb, done. Two cool moves. That's great. And he did choke slams before people did choke slams. Like, people kind of think The Undertaker making, inventing the choke slam. I don't know who did it exactly. But Sid's the first one I remember. Like, Sid or Vader. And Vader's choke slam was like grab the guy by like you know grab him by the front of the neck and the back of the neck lift him up and slam it and uh whereas sids was the fucking cartoon you work with me one-armed choke slam so even like yeah, in the way is- he did it he was completely yeah. unique um and the big boot too like he used the big boot like he all his all of the ne- all of the like cliche big man spots that people still use now are psycho sit or not originated but like he was they just just a super intimidating guy with a cool move set like he doesn't need to talk he's got like he looks fucking scary and he's got a cool move set and that's all you need and that keeps him at the top for so long even though like he's just not trying there is there's one match where the undertaker like they're supposed to do a big boot undertaker's supposed to catch his big boot and do a ch- and do a clothesline and instead of like getting the boot high at all he gets the like he gets the boot knee high to the undertaker and the undertaker clotheslines it like it doesn't look like he attempted a movie just like here's my foot hit me now i i'm just sort of i'm just now going back through my head i'm trying to think of was there ever a time where Sid was presented as anything other than the number 2 heel or a transitional champion like I'm, I'm well, about WCW to say something. Well, 2000 or 99, 2000, they tried to make the company like the psychos around him. I'm going to say this. I think Sid like, is the most underrated wrestler we've ever reviewed on this program. Oddly, I think that like if you're looking at all right, if you look at wrestling like it's real, then yes. But if it's not real, so I think he's like one of the oddly like I don't know, man. He just no, but. If, for the, the it, amount of time put in into what him, you just talked about Sid's character is essentially he's angry Steve Austin. Um, his move set yeah. was the idea of portraying these things as real as hard hitting as possible, which is essentially Brock Lesnar. Um, just crazy snapshot short promo. You know that doesn't really exist anymore, but was very much a part of the tapestry of the of wrestling forever. Was essentially ECW's every Taz promo was, I didn't do this because I'm crazy. Like that's what it was. And he's not, he's rec- He's like thought of at, like on the same lines as like a Tom Zink or um, 
like a ding-dongs by a lot of people in the wrestling media. I'm going to say it. Sid Vicious is the most underrated professional wrestler of all time. <laughs> okay. I think Sid here's Vicious. What, here's what I think. Sid Vicious. Th Daniel Bryan got more respect from Vince McMahon than Sid Vicious does. No, that's not true. Yes, true. Absolutely true. The, Sid, I think Sid was one of the best wrestling shark, the best character shark. Oh, do you say sh um, characters like characters now? The guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a big Cher fan, so it's all Char. <laughs> so he's one of the best characters, but the guy portraying him sucked. Because his character is essentially Steve Austin Goldberg. Like. You don't really realize it until you watch WrestleMania 13 back, but Sid and Steve Austin dress essentially. The oh yeah, but that's uh, again black, that was black, the, the black attitude boots, era. Tights, everyone vest. Um, I also say this about this WrestleMania 13. This is pre-attitude era. This is just the start of it. It's right before. Yeah, it's the beginning yeah. of it. Uh, WrestleMania 13, by the way, is one of the best WrestleManias, and no one talks about it. It's so fucking good. Oh man, that 97 year was fucking great. Like the way they did everything was great because it's like. It's just before the Attitude Era, so you're not getting the, like, our mid-card is a bunch of people in a jail, but as good guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, and in this it's corner, the happy sexual assaulter. Yeah. A man who thinks it's cool to rape. We like that. <sighs> yeah. If a man asks for it, just give it to him, ladies. Like, that's not that anymore you know his, his, um, his catchphrase is, so is the audience like wait wait i got a really good joke the the wrestler's catchphrase is the audience yells no and then he goes didn't hear that <laughs> that'll be the new dean ambrose character in two years when when usa drops them oh my god yeah when they go back to being, -na 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 -na. yeah renee young's pussy's dead i make choices yeah my mom's a lesbian so i'm allowed to be homophobic <laughs> Is Dean Ambrose still wrestling? <laughs> yeah, they're doing. Uh, they did a sh they're the Shield or Tag Champs as of this. Yeah, but I thought that was um, as Rollins and Reigns. I didn't. I thought Ambrose was not involved. No, Ambrose is there, baby. Best. He's I mean, the he's best. the best guy that clearly is checked out and is now just like a. Yeah, like that guy's gonna you know be great. I mean? That guy's definitely gonna get like a. He's gonna get a 19 star match from Dave Meltzer when he goes to New Japan and fights a broom. He's gonna. Be, he's he's fucking great, but. Yeah, they just, I don't know. I can see why they wouldn't put it on. I don't know. It's like he's playing, he's just playing like trying to be more badass Roddy Piper, but they've made him like Roddy Piper the baby face. Forget was, as we've addressed, always kind of, you know, like always, you kind of neuter that character when he has to be like friendly at all to anybody. And that's what, to swing things back actually, that's why Sid was always true to his character no matter what, because... Once he hits 98, 99, 2000, having that character be a babyface makes sense. It's just that, Sid, like I said, Sid, if you're up and down, that character is fucking great. Hang on one second, Dylan. Just the guy portraying it's a fucking dope. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm, was, uh, I'm in a hotel. No worries. Because the reason... <laughs> no, they did not ask did why. They ask about the sheets, John. What's this? What's this maroon? Um, I will tell. I, we don't want to have any why divergence, but I, I will tell you something that uh, off the off pod that very funny happened to me. I nearly sh ah fucking I nearly shit the bed uh, tonight or yesterday in Sofia, Bulgaria. I woke up, and I've never okay. been like gone from dead asleep to more awake in my life. <laughs> and realized that like I was already. Like, I was already about to shit. I don't know if... You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, 
it's like you find that the wait is over and it's coming. Like it was that. And I've never ran faster into a bathroom. And it was, it was a fucking, it was a chocolate volcano. Like it, like. (laughs) What consistency are we talking? Like if I had not made it to the, (laughs) to the toilet. I would have just had to kill myself. <laughs> what what kind of consistency was it? Liquid. It was liquid and then a massive log at the very end, which was crazy. Oh, yeah. It was like a... Yeah, man. It was like a river. It was like a river that pulled Sid away from his career in the WWF and took him after nice. a quick... A you know, quick break. Do you know why he left? So- softball. Uh, well, a couple of reasons. One of which was uh, Vince McMahon started prorating his contract because he kept claiming injuries, so he didn't have to do interviews on television. Yeah. Um, also, his wife, one in a conversation <laughs> with Jim Cornette, apparently said, Sid sometimes talks about going back to selling farm chemicals. And I'm just like, what the fuck are farm chemicals? Well, I mean, man, like, it's it's a weird thing to say, but he's the champion of the company, no one respects him really. It sounds like he he doesn't really ever like talk about having friends. He's just kind of a dude who does the job and no one really likes him or respects him because they all they all know that he's there because of a uh, god-given look and the way he's booked. Like He's never, like, no one ever beats him up, really, except for, like, Hogan. He loses matches, but he always kind of comes out, like, no-selling shit, you know what I mean? He's very much, like, kind of like, he's the Undertaker, but worse, essentially. And with a character that you can kind of sink your teeth into, and he has more, better elevator pitch. Because the Undertaker, if you pitch someone that character, you're like, that's fucking stupid. And then you see it, and you're like, oh, okay, that guy plays it great. It's almost the exact opposite, where it's like, The Undertaker is a fucking stupid character, but the guy enhances it so much, whereas Sid has a fucking great character, but the guy playing it just fucking... And the other thing for, like, ECW really highlights this when he goes to ECW, but Sid's not that strong. Like, he has all these strong guy spots and shit, but he's not that strong. Like, because in ECW, you can see... I don't know if you can see it um per se i don't know i'm obviously i don't know much uh like i didn't listen to a fucking skull von crush shoot interview but a lot of the guys seem like they kind of sandbagged him other than the dudley so when sid does a ch- like sid chokeslam skull von crush in ecw and he's just essentially pushing a man over the rope he just pushes a guy over the ropes with one hand like he doesn't like set it up for the chokeslam and chokeslam him down he just fucking throws a guy out of the ring. I mean, it's fucking... Like, everything he does in ECW is fucking brutal. You can tell his... Like, his... The direction he got was... Uh, go out there, uh, sandbag the shit out of him, and uh, just drop every... Like, don't protect anybody, just drop them. Well, supposedly like, also... He was also brought in... Because he was brought in as they're ramping up to go on TNN, and Paul Heyman promised him an obscene yeah. amount of money, and the entire locker room was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. that guy. Um, yeah, of course. He had, he added a lot of legitimacy to ECW. I remember being a fan in this moment when you're like, wait a minute, Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Sid is in fucking ECW? Like, that made that company sound even more important than it was, in that it wasn't that important at that time. I don't know if anyone here, yeah, I don't know the age of all the people listening to this, but, like, ECW is legitimately, like rooting like a for a wrestling promotion like it was a sports team so it's like holy shit we got sid holy shit this might be it like 
This is and the thing is, Sid was Sid was never more over than an ECW, and it, I don't even think it was because of Sid specifically. Like, I think with time, the kind of like rose colored glasses would have been removed as far as his wrestling goes. But for the amount of time he was in the company, it was like he was booked amazing. Like Paul Heyman books giants so well. Like even like he just m- fucking murder everybody. Uh, Judge Jeff Jones was his manager for some reason. Oh like, no! Because he brought like, he he, no, 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 no. There's a reason. Judge Jeff, no, Jones. Judge Jeff Jones was a former. He's literally Danny Davis. He was brought in. Judge Jeff Jones was an ECW referee that they kept beating up, and so he became a yeah. judge. Yeah. And then went and got a bunch of people that he was now going. Then he went and got Sid, who was going to beat up all the people that beat up Jeff Jones. Yeah. There's a there's a bubble rate when. The Dudleys first meet Sid. Um, Bubba Ray Dudley goes, says uh, the old F word that ends with my last name. And literally on the tape, you hear people go, whoa. If you can make something offend an ECW crowd, that's insane. Like, we just set Don Marie on fire for not showing us what we wanted, but that's a bit much, sir. Yeah. Uh, yes, we just referred to Spike Dudley as the N-word, but without the word word. But I don't appreciate that t-shirt. We all know that yellow does not go with red, sir. <laughs> uh, so, he, and, he, and then, of course, everything because Everything about him in ECW is fucking perfect. Like, he's uh, so over. Uh, and good. just the way he sells, too. Like, this one final thing. The way he sells in ECW is so cool. Because, like, there's one... They actually do a beatdown angle of... Justin Credle and Landstorm beat down Sid, and the way Sid gets beaten down is exactly like it's like he was told to sell like fucking uh, Frankenstein would. Like he's just slowly being taken apart by these two guys, you know. And he's never fighting one. Like he's never. He literally moves on from just crushing jobbers like Skullvon Crush and Cronus and shit, and then moves right into a feud with entire tag teams and <laughs> just beats the shit out of them. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's why also ECW was not yeah. sustainable, which is like, bring this guy in. He beats up everyone. Instead of them getting revenge, Paul Heyman stops paying him, and then he just leaves. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, he just can't afford at that point. He's literally giving money to Sid in lieu of giving them to Tommy Dreamer and, like, the rest of his roster. Sid was getting paid, and Skull Von Crush wasn't. It was like that. Yeah, more like Skull Von Cry. <laughs> Big veto, baby. So he goes to WCW and Kevin this Nash is and shit Scott Hall demand he gets this brought is... in. He is brought in as the Millennium Man, um, possibly as a way yep. of uh, aping Chris Jericho's Millennium Man gimmick in WWF. I hope that's true. I fucking they did hope a, that's yeah, true. I listened to a bunch of shit. No, I listened to a bunch of shit with Sid. That's absolutely that's absolutely accurate. That's why they did it. Yes. Uh, oh, it's the fucking best. Um, he was that's absolutely as, why they did He was that. dubbed as being undefeated to so put him in a program with Goldberg. Clearly was not undefeated. Uh, and it was based on the fact he would walk to the ring, beat people up, and then call himself undefeated. And you know yeah. what? That is actually a good way of doing <laughs> it. It's very funny. Um, and then they did this weird thing where Goldberg had to repeat his streak if he wanted to get a title match before yeah. Sid got the amount of wins, I believe. And then Sid kept losing matches by a count out. It was fucking best. Oh, it was fucking ridiculous. 
He becomes the United States champion. He beats Chris Benoit. He goes to Halloween Havoc. Um, he ends up uh, getting into a... Uh, they do a backstage fight. He ends up getting cut and refuses treatment. He bleeds openly throughout the entire match. Um, Sid loses. Goldberg wins And the, they do the... Uh, yeah, they try to do the Austin. They try to Austin him. Yeah. Did like they tried they that entire match you watch it and it's like them trying to get Sid over as like a sympathetic character. And that's not who he is, man. He's No, fucking, stop, yeah. He is Goldberg. Not even Goldberg, but again, no one wanted to see Sid Goldberg. That's not a match that can go for longer I than think 5 do, minutes. But I mean, they did Lesnar Goldberg and it was fucking sick. Not Just the don't first try time. And have him do a wrestling match like Again, but and also the first time it was, yeah. No, I mean, no, not the first time it was, but then they got the formula down of like, okay, Let's just have a five-minute match, yeah, where they only do their finishing moves. That's yeah, and also the wrong guy won. It shouldn't have been like I. It's, I know it's weird to say. I don't feel like Brock should have won that match. It didn't make any sense, but that's just yeah. That is just you. I know it is. So shut the fuck up, big. You head. shut up. You shut up. You shut B -b 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 bitch. up. That's you. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. Not bitch. me. I'm cool. Bitch. I, I have friends. You. You don't have friends. Shut up. You shut up. I will fuck you. I have. I have tons of friends, and they all out of respect. Do respect you suck. want to see me naked? No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> that's uh, that's Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to see me naked? Ha ha, you already have. You were just asleep. <laughs> so why does Vince Russo love Sid, love your own mom? Vince Russo, for some reason, Vince likes... Vince Russo just keeps trying to but make He likes Sid. two people. He likes Jeff Jarrett and Sid. He's literally convinced that Jeff Jarrett and Sid are the two greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, Jarrett, Sid, like he does, like, yeah. Oh, man. Everyone else people bags of shit. forget about this. Sid, during this time, is perfect wcw because he's not over like they're trying to get him over it won't happen he's kind of in he's in clearly in the twilight of his career like he can't really come back to wwf because he if he came back to the wwf during that time this is the most talent rich time in wrestling history when they merge that roster it's insane there's no he's gonna be a top guy next to anybody right especially with him bouncing around constantly and then faking whatnot to get out of work and stuff, but we're not faking injuries, but like maybe he's just injured and he just wants to take time off. I mean, go for it, man. Like you're you gotta do what you gotta do, right? But this is also the promo where he where he tells Kevin Nash, You're half the man that I am, and I have half the brain that you do. Yeah, that's the best thing that I've ever heard. I was about to say. And they visibly This can't is like stop some laughing. classic Sid promo and shit that people don't even talk about, like his WrestleMania 13 promo, he goes like, uh, what does he say? He's like, WrestleMania 13, the most important world of the night. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Um, and uh, then, of course, the leg break. Now, John, well, we've all, it's all been well documented. That's a fucking horrible leg break. You don't book a guy, like, even just doing a off top rope big boot, the risk reward is like there's no way that's gonna look good unless he just boots him with all his weight in the head, which isn't gonna happen because you're booting like Scott Steiner. But tell me this, how did the match end, John? I honestly don't. I've never. I've only ever just watched that leg break and then I had to turn away and clean myself up because I was suddenly covered in sperm. <laughs> so, all right, here's what happened. Sid breaks his leg. Scott Steiner. Is that where the Road Warrior Animal debuts as Ric Flair's heavy as part of the Magnificent Seven? Yes, it is. 
Is that how the, is that what happens? I hate me. I hate that I just knew that. I don't know what the original plan for the last part of the match was, but the reveal that it's Road Warrior Animal is everyone's like, oh, okay. And then he, before he's revealed to be Road Warrior Animal, what happens is Sid's already down, like his leg's fucking done. And Road Warrior Animal can't do any of his moves to him. So he just comes no. and <laughs> gives him the lightest punch on the head and Sid is out. And Road Warrior Animal is legitimately in an odd in an odd way, in a way that Sid's career came full circle without him realizing it. He is dressed almost like Lord Humongous with a lot of he's holy co- he's shit. Wearing like, holy he's wearing a hockey shit. mask. I had no I didn't connect those dots. That he's wearing so a funny. hockey mask with a sweater, which for some reason's just taped. Oh my he's god. Like he's wearing a taped sweater with like cargo pants? It's like Fat Sid came from the past to break his future Sid's leg. <laughs> it's um, well, Dylan, that's Sid Vicious's career. He's had a few couple of matches on the indie circle, including his final match to date was in my hometown in 2017 in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Really? Yeah, it's really sad. I wonder if we wore. I wonder if he wore jorts for that too. I hope so. I hope he wore jorts with some nice high hockey there was, socks. Because there's three eras of Sid: colored tights, Sid; black tights, Sid; jorts, Sid. Dead. Yeah, we're still in the jorts phase. Also, by the way, did he always wear a black leather vest with all of those things? You bet your ass he did. <laughs> no, he would come out. He the black leather vest was with the jorts. Yes, but in ECW, he came out just as. A guy who took a wrong turn and now he's going to powerbomb some pussies. Hey, what's up? I was driving to Pittsburgh and I turned the wrong way. I drive turnless. Who wants to get fucked by me? Dylan. (laughs) Let's start with worst thing about Sid. Go. The best and worst at once? No, just give me me his worst. Give me his worst first. Not athletic. (laughs) He is not athletic at all. Uh, he's uh, not good at being an athlete. He does not uh, move well. Um, he's not coordinated, very coordinated. Uh, he's bad at wrestling. He he never really tried. To be fair, I'm gonna say inability. But he's to be not a politician. Good <laughs> inability to be. A politician. I'm also just realizing that I remember the last time we tried to upload a two-hour episode. Uh, SoundCloud wouldn't let us do it, so I'm trying to wrap this up as quickly as possible. Oh, no, no, no. We're fine. Uh, so I think his ankle strength probably is bad. You know, it's not the greatest thing. Yeah, steroids to the ankle, as it turned out, were a real abudel. I would say uh, <laughs> you're right on those two things. Uh, mine is nice. a better one, which was lack of apology. Sid would have had an even bigger career if he had could have gotten one person on side, but no one was happy he was around. Except for Vince Russo. And Vince Russo is like, oh, yeah. Vince Russo likes him? Kill him. Kill him. Kill that puppy that shits money. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know if it's his personality or something, but like people say he was... Uh, he. I mean, he has no friends, seemingly. He... Um, sorry, I blanked out. Uh, he has no friends, seemingly. But he still talks about enjoying wrestling, which is this bizarre thing. That he's like, he, he likes wrestling, yet he made no friends so it might just be a personality thing maybe he's a bit of a loner but like yeah definitely he could have 
work the room a bit better. But he had these expectations for what Sid, what he was going to do. Like, he never really outgrew that skyscrapers thing, right? Like, he was clearly taught to be... To act the way he did by like early on and never adjust self. He never came in humble. He was just like, oh, I should, you know. Also, that ankle strength thing. What's the best thing about Sid, John? Moves. What's the best thing? What do you like the most? Best moves. Yeah, moves are are fucking sick. No, I'll give you moves. I got a better one. I got a better one too. Go ahead. So, what I'm going to mention? Go ahead. Hair. Fuck! That's what I was supposed to say. Beautiful hair. I'm going to say best hair in the biz. He's literally like if you took a bodybuilder and. Like imagine the yeah the mountain for, if you don't if you don't know what Sid looks like for some reason uh, the yeah. mountain why are Game you listening Thrones, to this show if you don't know what like, Psycho Sid Vicious looks like sure. <laughs> Shirley Temple's hair on top of the mountain yeah. beautiful doll yeah imagine yeah. so wet such a wet man yeah imagine if fucking um, oh fuck you not Joffrey who's the other kid I don't know the nice one yeah. Uh, um, nicey nice bitch boy. No, he's not you. Oh, what the fuck is his name? No, that's, uh, I don't know, Deadzer? Nerd bitch? Yeah, you're Idiot boy, no clip place. Oh my god, what the fuck is his name? Okay. Marcella, Joffrey, uh... Are you trying to do this off the internet, or are you just trying to do it off the top of your head? Tommen, 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 Tommen Baratheon. Fuck me. I was trying oh, to do How it could you ever forget Tom? I was trying to fucking do it off the top of my head and I couldn't do it. Bitch. You're a bitch. You're a slut. I'll fuck you. Let's fuck. Who wants to fuck me? Do you want to fuck me? We should probably fuck each other. So I got his hair. What's your favorite thing? His moveset. I'm going to say his best thing is his moveset. And his, but his actual best thing is his hair. <laughs> I uh, have to say moves that because... Yeah, moves... Ooh, like moves. look at that pretty hair. Now it's choke slamming. Yeah, that yeah. one-arm choke slam, man, was so good. Oh, yeah. But clearly his hair is superior. It's so good. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hopefully this episode hasn't skipped at all. We apologize for Laxwee's gaff. It was clearly Dylan's fault because he was on a honeymoon and he's a bad Very person. much John's fault. Dylan was having unprotected sex on a beach, just blasting loads. Super unprotected. It's unprotected from the sun. Um, all right. Did well, for the rest of you, my name is John Hastings. That man's name is John Hastings. Very good. Ha 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 
Jim Duggan in Thunderbury, Ontario. What's it will happen to Axel Jim Duggan? Dude, uh, some of this garbage you just said out here on this microphone in front of this camera. Did I understand you say you were actually speaking in English? Well, that's news to me, okay, Jason? Just like for you, Mr. Duggan, the news that you'll get in Thunder Bay will not be the news that you were looking for. Because when you look across the ring at me, June 18th, you'll be looking at someone who has no sympathy for you, does not care what hometown you're from, doesn't care what your birthday ends on, doesn't matter what country you're from. As far as I'm concerned, he's from Canada. And the reason you Canadians aren't in the war with the USA it's because you're all too short. Oh, what about Canada? Oh, Canada, that's what they said. The reason you guys aren't in the war with us, because you're too short. Okay? Jim Duggan, Florida, I'm concerned. June 18th, in Thunder Bay, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to drop you on your skull. And you will look at me, Mr. Duggan. You will look at me and you will tell me that I am the master and the ruler of the So be there in Thunder Bay. I'm not sure if Sid will like the people in Canada, but be there. Maybe something good will happen. Nothing good will happen, Jason. Nothing good. <laughs> 